Hi everyone. This week's Bible study summary from our online Bible study on Sunday nights will cover Mark chapter 1 verses 16 through 20. Please read along. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. We have our first call story and our introduction to the first four disciples. We have two separate call stories at work with the same pattern. Jesus is passing by along the Sea of Galilee. Jesus issues the call, and then the people respond. It's no accident that these two call stories follow the summary of Jesus' sermon in verse 15. Mark, uh, Mark moves us from sermon to response. Jesus preaches, calls people to action, and they follow after him. This is the proper response to the preaching and to the call of Jesus. They follow or become disciples of Jesus. Discipleship is a prominent theme in Mark's gospel. We have it here in the first chapter of Mark, and we will continue to see this played out through the rest of Mark. Again, we'll further explore this theme as we go through our study. We don't know at this point whether the four men had heard or encountered Jesus in any way before, but we do get a sense of the authority of Jesus. He calls and they follow without reservation. Now, imagine walking anywhere with people. Folks are going about their day-to-day uh, -day business, and all of a sudden you go up to a couple of them and you say, follow me. Do you think anybody's going to follow? Well, probably not, because you don't have any authority in their lives. If a parent did that to their child or a teacher to a student, they might get that, that uh, child or student to follow because of the authority, the authority they hold in the life of the person that they're calling. Mark demonstrates the authority that Jesus held over others, so much so that after a few words, they were willing to lay everything aside and follow after him. Peter, though he's called Simon here, is the first of the disciples mentioned leading credence to the idea that Peter may have had a hand in the writing of the Gospel of Mark. Peter and Andrew cho uh, choose to follow after Jesus of their own free will, but Jesus will then make them, uh, according to Mark, into fishers of men. It is Jesus who must do the making and the molding. Think of it this way. Uh, uh, Andrew and Peter, uh, and then uh, James uh, and John, uh, they're going to choose to respond to Jesus' call. They're going to choose to be followers or disciples. But it's Jesus who, once they answer the call, is going to make them into the disciples that he wants them to be. Peter and Andrew follow Jesus, and Jesus is going to transform them into what he wants them to be. Namely, they're going to be fishers of men. They make the choice to follow, but it's Jesus who transforms them, who transforms them, their identity, who transforms them into who he is calling them to be. The second uh, call story involves John and James. Our first call story involves two brothers, and our second call story involves two more brothers. 
one of the most interesting things to note uh, was that these brothers, uh, both James and John, had a stake in the family business, complete with hired staff, or as Mark puts it, uh, servants. James and John had a small family business that they chose to leave when Jesus called. They were leaving behind an investment. They were leaving behind family in the form of their father, and they were leaving behind their livelihood in the form of their small business. These call stories speak to three significant issues that I think are really important takeaways from the text. First, it speaks to the radical nature of discipleship. Everything of worldly value is left behind to follow after Jesus. The same call placed on those four men is the very same call that's placed on you and me. A call that may take us away from our family or our livelihood in order to go where Jesus would have us to go. These guys didn't take time to settle their affairs or to ask permission from anyone. They just went. Again, this speaks to the radical nature of discipleship, the radical nature of following Jesus. Second, we see that Jesus has something more in mind than simply a solo ministry. He's enlisting others to help him do the work And what we will ultimately see is those disciples went into all the world to make other disciples. This doesn't mean that any old person can do what Jesus did. It means that Jesus is interested in partnering with others to see the kingdom of God established. The work isn't his alone. He's recruiting others to join him, to partner with him in his work. And third, discipleship doesn't mean that we sit under a teacher without action. A call to discipleship is a call to ministry. It's a call to build the kingdom. A disciple fully devoted to Jesus will learn from him, but will also be on mission, doing the work of kingdom building. A disciple isn't idle. A disciple is one who is committed to answer the call to follow Jesus, to be on mission, to be kingdom builders. Oftentimes we have a tendency uh, to want to accumulate knowledge and equate that with with, uh, doing discipleship. But the truth is that's part of the equation, but not the whole equation. We have to take what knowledge we have and put it into action. And so when we think about discipleship, we have to have that two-part component. Uh, We need to know about God. We need to know God but we also need to make sure that we take what we know, apply it, put it to action, and demonstrate our love of God and love of neighbor. Thanks so much for taking the time to spend uh, in Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20 today. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.